Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29, a Peachtree Hoops podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. It's uh, Friday afternoon. I'm recording a couple of hours after the conclusion of Hawks practice. Uh, they packed up, flew to Boston. Uh, but to get you updated a little bit on practice, it looked like everybody who should have been out on the floor was out on the floor. Uh, the Hawks listed three people on their injury list for tomorrow's game in Boston. Amari Spellman is out, Miles Plumley is out, and Alex Poitras is out. I didn't see Poitras, but Spellman was in the building, and Miles Plumley was there in, you know, what looked like workout gear. I saw him taking some free throws after practice. That was probably the extent, uh, but I didn't really get into any questions on his status for tomorrow, but he is officially listed as out. I've got a few things to talk about today. I asked Trey Young about whether or not he would dunk in a game. Uh, I talked to Coach Pierce about his bench lineups, and I spent a few minutes talking to Alex Len, and I wanted to kind of intersperse some, some stats and some backstory as, as we get to each one. Uh, starting with some stats here, I wanted to start with a couple of stats on Trey Young and Kevin Herter. The first one is about their shooting accuracy on the long threes. If we track the number of threes that they've taken from a distance between 28 feet and 40 feet for the season combined, Trey Young and Kevin Herter, they've made 54 of 136 three-point shots. If you break that down percentage-wise, that's 39.7%. So whatever it is that they're doing in terms of, you know, stepping back a few feet to get some wide open threes, it's working. It's working really well. You know, these are two 20-year-olds. Uh, they shouldn't be having an immense amount of success in the NBA, but lately they've been pretty terrific. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but just in terms of the long shots they've been taking for the season for a pair of 20-year-old rookies, that's pretty fantastic. One thing that's been worth tracking all season long are the lineups that include John Collins, Kevin Herter, and Trey Young and what kind of net rating they have. Uh, for the season, Collins, Herter, and Young have played in 45 games together for a total of 816 minutes. They have an offensive rating of 112 and a defensive rating of 112.4 for a net rating that's just barely negative. Uh, a negative 0.5. And considering that, you know, none of the three is probably even an average defender at this point, 
Uh, just relying purely on offense and the defensive talents of the, the pair of players out there on the floor with them, they're basically treading water with some, some kids, two 20-year-olds and a 21-year-old. So that's a great sign for the Hawks that their most used three-man lineup, the three men that you would expect to be around longest with the team, that that lineup uh, is the most used lineup, and it's basically playing other teams to a standstill. And that's a starting lineup, so they're going up against starters most nights with those three. Uh, so the fact that those three have done that this season, I think, is a really promising sign. If we look at things individually, since the All-Star break, in terms of on-off net rating, uh, Dwayne Dedman actually leads the team with a net rating of 14.0. And then if we go to those three players we mentioned a minute ago, Herter, Collins, and Trey Young. Herter is at plus 12.4 since the All-Star break. John Collins is plus 8.3 since the All-Star break. And Trey Young is plus 5.7 since the All-Star break. So the schedule is going to get tougher. The schedule has been relatively easy, all things considered, since the All-Star break. Uh, but the fact that those three have had that type of success since the All-Star break is another good sign. Uh, if we flip it over to the other side of the coin, I would say that the bench has struggled a little bit in the absence of Jeremy Lin. And, you know, if you look at the net ratings of Jalen Adams, Alex Len, Kent Bazemore, Amari Spellman since the All-Star break, you know, they weren't, they haven't been that good. Uh, Deandre Bremby has a as a positive one, but most of the other bench players are in the negative since the All Star break. And specifically, you know what happens when Trey Young is out because that you know that's sort of that vacuum that Jeremy Lin uh, getting waived created. And since the All Star break, Jalen Adams is negative five point eight points per hundred possessions, and so that's you know that's basically what happens when Trey Young is out of the game. Of course, there have been some times that they're both out there together, sometimes that neither is out there, but by and large, if you wanted to track what's happening when, when Trey Young is not on the floor, uh, that's probably your best indicator. So, you know, I wanted to ask, ask Coach Pierce about that today because if, you know, the, the bench lineups have a completely different feel. Uh, it's not just that Jeremy Lin isn't there. It's also that, you know, who who's going to be the primary playmaker uh, changes you know, from game to game, but also from play to play. They're using a lot of players in that role, and I wanted to know what he thought about it. What changes for the bench when you go from a guy like Jeremy, who has the ball in his hands as much as he did, to now where it's maybe less in Jalen's hands and more in a few people's hands? Um, I think our game, last, last game was such a great game to have because we had 35 assists and 12 turnovers. And it's the easiest way to simplify what we're trying to preach. Ball movement, body movement, everyone touches it. Everyone feels a part of what we're doing. And so I think with Jalen, you get a guy who's, who's played point guard his entire life. He's been with us since day one. So he knows our system. And when he comes in the game, he's just trying to help us run our offense. And so he's not a selfish player. He's not looking for a shot all the time. We want him to be more aggressive at times because I think that'll help facilitate but he comes in and he does a great job of finding guys and everyone feels a part of it and, and 
you know, we don't really miss a beat when he comes when Trey goes out. We have another point guard that can make plays for others, but he also can create his own shot. But he's also getting everyone involved. And the 35 assists and 12 turnover game showed that, and it showed that for our entire team to see. You know, no one Trey had eight assists, which means there were 23 or 27 other ones out there that someone else got, and it was spread out from everybody. And that's. It's just a fun way to play when everybody's involved in both sides of it, passing and shooting. We mentioned the net rating of some of those bench lineups a moment ago, but if you also look at you know what the team as a whole has done in terms of turnovers over the last week, you know that's been an important change. If if that ends up being in any way sustainable, the Hawks will be better for it if they're. You know, if they're not the league's worst team in terms of turnover rate, suddenly they become a very, very productive offense. If the bench can contribute to that in any meaningful way as much as the starters do, then that would be a really positive development for the Hawks at that point. A couple of other stats I wanted to put out there um, in terms of, you know, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating since the All-Star break. And again, a lot of this has to do with the fact that in the last couple of weeks, the turnovers have been mitigated somewhat. Uh, the Hawks have the third best rated offense since the All-Star break. They have the 24th rated defensive rating since the All-Star break. And they have the 10th overall net rating uh, since the All-Star break. And again, the schedule hasn't been great. And I think I may have looked those numbers up before last night's game. But overall... The Hawks have been playing good basketball, uh, they've shot the ball well, and they've protected the ball, and even without defending, they look like a very competent team just on the strength of their offense. It remains to be seen what they can do defensively. Um, if you heard our update at the end of last practice, you kind of hear Prince, I'm sorry, Pierce talk about what he thought, about what he needed in terms of defensive improvement, and I'm sure that's going to be a focal point over the summer. Uh, one other stat before we move on. I think this is interesting. And again, it's kind of an all-star break split. Torian Prince was averaging 1.9 assists per game before the all-star break. He's averaged 3.1 assists per game since the all-star break. A nice improvement, even to the point where in the last game against Memphis, you know, the ball was swinging around the perimeter. It ended up in Prince's hands. He had an open three, and he saw Alex Len in the corner and passed it to Len. And honestly, Len was less open than, than Prince was. So uh, obviously that's, that's not a situation you want. But overall, the fact that Prince is moving the ball, uh, again, is another development for the Hawks and you know something to keep track of, especially with respect to uh, whatever's going to happen with him this summer. The Hawks were pretty frisky at the end of practice. Uh, sort of an impromptu dunk session broke out. Uh, DeAndre Bembry, Justin Anderson, even a little bit of Vince Carter and Trey Young were, you know, they were all out there trying some dunks. Trey, it took it took him a few dunks to to get one down, but you know he likes to do the ones where he kind of throws the pass up high, it bounces off the ground. Pops up just above the rim and then he throws it down. He 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 got a reverse dunk on one of those, uh, and so I couldn't help myself. I asked him if he was going to throw down a dunk in a game anytime soon. 
Do you think you'll try a dunk in a game at some point? Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting up there. Uh, people don't think I can. People still don't think I can dunk. So sometimes I have to practice. I got to show them. Uh, the best make me do it sometimes. So I got to show them. I got a little bit of bounce. And uh, saving the best segment for last, or at least the longest, most substantial segment for last, I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about Alex Len's season. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't realize until I looked the other day that Alex Len is actually averaging a career high in points uh, in Phoenix. You know, he was a number five overall draft pick. He spent five years in Phoenix. He started over half of his games, I think, in Phoenix, or pretty close to it. Um, but the most points per game that he ever averaged in a season in Phoenix was 9.0. This year in Atlanta, he's up to 10.4 points per game. He's averaging double digits for the first time in his career. He's shooting three-point shots for the first time in his career. He'd only made six in his career over five seasons. This season in Atlanta, he's made 49, and he's converting them at a clip over 34%. Um, you know, he's been a really good offensive player. Another stat that I find interesting is that he's actually 19th in the NBA in dunks, which might not sound like a lot, but uh, to put it in some other terms here, he's 19th in dunks. Uh, the player who's 20th is Joel Embiid. Alex has 95 dunks. Joel Embiid has 93. Uh, and Len has only played about two-thirds as many minutes as Embiid. But he has more dunks. So I think that's, that's a pretty impressive total. So I wanted to talk to Alex about his season, how things were going. Uh, a little bit about, you know, playing with Trey Young. Because I'd, you know, I'd heard at one point that, you know, one of the reasons that he picked the Hawks is that he wanted to play with, with Trey Young. And I... I think in the response you'll you'll hear something pretty interesting. I was I was surprised I hadn't heard it before. You're averaging a career high in points. You feel like you're kind of doing good things, but kind of under the radar a little bit. I don't really look at it as under the radar. I'm just trying to focus. Like coach preaches every day, just you know, focus on everyday things like getting better, coming in, setting goals for yourself, and just you know, achieving them. And like, you no, know, me and you talked at the beginning of the season, you were asking me about expanding my game to the three-point line. I think I've done a pretty good job. And so I'm just trying to, first I was trying to, you know, get comfortable making them. Now I'm trying to get my percentage up to 35. Now I'm at like, I think I'm, I'm at 35 right now. So I'm not trying to get 38. Hopefully before the end of the season, get it over 38%. And uh, I mean, importance just, you know, it just comes with the playing time. Obviously the more you play, the more, the more you're on average. But, I think it's, uh, this year has been a great you know, stepping stone for the future, like setting a foundation and just you know, keep improving every, every year. But it's different, right? Like when you're when you're a top five pick, you come into the yeah. league with a little bit of hype, and then now it's sort of like a second chance, but as a free agent, yeah. is it? Does it feel different? I just, yeah, it is feel. I, I think that's what, right. That's what I got here. This would have been just, I wish I had that in uh, with the Suns, you know. But. But it, like it is probably a second chance, but you know, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and you know, just keep improving. I heard Travis say this, and I, I, my memory is so bad that I can't remember if you told me this or not, but 
I think Travis said something to the effect that one of the reasons that you came here is that you wanted to play with Trey. Like you kind of knew that you wanted to have that kind of point guard. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, when I got uh, drafted, I see how he plays in the summer league. Even though he was struggling, but he was—I seen how he was making plays for everybody else, and you can see like the guys like playing with him. And then one of the things like I never had a point guard like that. The only time I played with somebody was like Steve Nash, and there was a pickup game. And, I remember playing a pickup game. Everybody was like, "Dang, like you look great today. Like you look like, are you supposed?" Who to? was it? It was Steve Nash. Was Steve oh, Nash. Steve Nash. Yes. He was. How old? When was this? He used to. So Steve, he, he got a house in Phoenix. Okay. So in the summertime, he used to come play pickup with us. This is after he retired. No, that was he was with oh. the Lakers. Okay. But he was he was hurt and then he retired. But he was still kind of come back and play with us. And um, I played with him in the summertime. I was like, man, I wish I had a point girl like that. So, and Trey reminds me a lot of him. This team seems to be getting along pretty well together. Uh, I didn't want to put any words in Alex's mouth, so I tried to ask him about it without without making it a leading question. Does this team get along? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just kind of ask it open-ended here. Is, does the personalities work? I think it's easy to say. Like, you, can, you can see everybody having fun, you know, just enjoying each, each other. And uh, I think a lot of help. Like, we're, we're, on the road, we always go to dinners together, always hang out together, go to the movies, and it goes a long way. Uh, guys like enjoying each other's company, and I think we match pretty well with each other. The older group and the younger guys. Sometimes, sometimes you see like vets hang out with vets, and young guys hang out with young guys. On this team, everybody, everybody hang out together. Okay, so you're kind of in the middle age group a little bit, right? Because there's a lot of young guys and a couple old guys. You're kind of in the middle, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, we got a lot of guys in my age, but we all, we all get along. We all, I don't look at nobody as a young guy or as an old guy. We're just, you know, just teammates. Awesome. Thank you for your time. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Quite separately, uh, someone asked a very similar question of Lloyd Pierce about just sort of the culture of the team and how well the players seem to be getting along. And uh, Pierce, unprompted, brought Alex's, brought Alex's name into the discussion. You know, for me, selfishly, I can go to I can go to Alex Lynn and say, you know, in the summer we talked about you shooting more threes and expanding your game, and he's shooting 34% from three, and he's shooting almost two a game. You know, I'm helping him. I feel we are helping him expand his game. If you're not enjoying that, uh, someone that's helping you and allowing you to expand your game, then. Uh, it's tough. And same thing with John. John, you know, he's a, he's a rookie. Of course, he's going to have low numbers. The second year, he's got an expanded role. He's shooting threes. He's having success doing it. I know the wins aren't there, um, but individually, he's growing, and he knows that. And that's what we've talked about since day one. As long as we individually get better, we as a team will get better. And so the days are coming where we're going to continue to grow and get better because we all individually are doing our part. So... I think that's helping with each guy. All right. That's all I've got for today. Uh, but as always, I would ask that you subscribe, rate, review, give us all the feedback we can get. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. I, I know I say this every time, but it's important. And uh, follow us on Twitter. That's where you'll find the quickest and earliest uh, pod updates. And I will do my best to follow everybody back on ATL and 29, uh, who follows us. If, if I get derelict and miss one, uh, just add us and, and we'll get right back on it.
All right, until next time, have a good one.